Welcome to the Permission to Flourish podcast. Are you ready to move from barely functioning to flourishing? Our host will encourage you to make small, achievable changes during everyday moments to create connection inside and out, allowing you to move through life intentionally and abundantly. Here's our host, Dr. Autumn Hansen, a licensed physical therapist, and our licensed psychologist, Dr. Ashley Rincon. Join them as they help you develop your roots to flourish. Thank you so much for joining us today. Today, we're going to be talking about how to make your own luck. March 17th is St. Patrick's Day, and this time of year, we know we're always talking about luck, seeing those little three-leaf clovers all over the place, and... Putting our pots of gold at the end of our rainbows, right? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) But it seems so elusive, right? Those rainbows are beautiful, but we can't ever get to that pot of gold on the other side. Mm -hmm. Why? Because we're not uh, lucky. Yeah, and it seems like, it can seem like there are a lot of people who are just lucky, right? But for this episode, we actually kind of dive into luck and help us figure out how to make our own luck. And I think St. Patrick is an awesome example on who to emulate for this topic because his life was anything but easy, but I definitely think he made the best of it. So let me give you a rundown real quick. St. Patrick uh, was 16 years old when he was uh, captured and kidnapped by um, Irish raiders, and he was taken to Ireland then to become a shepherd, and for six years he was there, and it's said that in those six years, that's when he found God, and after the six years, he was returned back to Rome, Britain, and became a priest, but what I find super interesting about this story is he actually decides to return to Ireland on his own accord and is credited for bringing Christianity to Ireland. And I just find that amazing. If I was kidnapped, there would be no way that I would willingly go back to the place that probably had a lot of heavy emotions attached with it. Yeah, definitely. I That is something I don't even know. I mean, first off, you're kidnapped, and then you're going back to the place that you're kidnapped to bring and, and teach them, like, about a different way of life. Yeah, that's got to be super challenging. And, and I was really inspired by that story. And I, when I thought of that, I was like, wow, he, he was somebody who knew how to make his own luck and change a negative story into a positive one. And that's really what we're talking about here today. Right. And with St. Patrick's Day, we often associate it with luck, but the idea of luck is actually even older than that. And as I was trying to dig into this, um, I actually had a really hard time with thinking about luck. Like, how do you make your own luck? It's not something that's part of my vernacular. When, um, so it's like, okay, well, let's look what luck means and what does that, what's our understanding of it? And so two things stood out to me and one was lucky charms and the bags of mojo. So I often will say something like, good luck, or I'll say, like, I have good mojo. And I had no idea where those things came from. Um, So what I did find out is that Lucky Charms were originally songs that were sung to cast off evil and invoke luck. 
And it was a fear that if you did not sing the song long enough or the effect of the song would not last long enough, then people started casting the songs onto charms, which resulted in the effect of warding off evil and invoking luck longer. And so that's really where the idea of lucky charms came into play. Um, really, I just think of the cereal. So I guess they did some good branding. But my favorite was about this idea of mojo. And I was super excited about this because what mojo was is some something from Africa. And people would carry with them bags of mojo for good luck. And in these bags were artifacts from loved ones. Or there were things in there that represented something good that happened in their past. So they were carrying the positive things from their past into their future to have mojo. And the idea was that when you had that mojo, you would only help increase your chances of walking on the idea or walking on the lucky side of the street. So for me, what I really got out of that is that the idea of luck was taking the things that we saw in our past, taking the positive things that our family and our friends contribute to our lives and bringing it with us so that everywhere we're going, we're looking for more things to add to our bags so that we can carry those forward. And the more that we are looking for those things, the more we'll find those things. That's so cool. I had no idea of that history either. Everyone's getting a history lesson today. I know. Who knew that history had so much to do with luck? Say what mojo meant. No, I didn't see what mojo meant, but now I really want to carry bags of mojo with me. I know. I'm trying to think, what would I put in my bag of mojo? <laughs> I know. Well, and that really took me to the next part of this. So when I was trying to understand luck, um, Tina Sealing described it that we often mistake luck for fortune and there's there's difference. There's fortune, luck, and chance. And fortune is something that happens to us. We don't really have control over, like who we're born to, like what country we're born in, what zip code we're born from, what state, those kind of things. That's fortune. Luck is something that you do and make by taking risk, according to Tina Sealing. And I really loved listening to her. Um she started talking about luck is something that you capture like a wind in a sail. That it, luck is described as a wind, but the way that we capture it is through our sails. And so you never know when the wind is going to change or where the wind is going to come from. But the more that you build into that sail and the better that you are at sailing, the more that you can capture the wind and it can propel you to the next part or the next area that you're going to. And that's great because that means you can make your own luck, right? Or you can capture the wind if you're more efficient, if you're more in tune and you're more invested in that moment, right? If you're thinking about the future or you're stuck in the past, you're going to miss the gust of wind that's coming right at you. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the point here is staying in the moment and looking for the opportunity to to get lucky. Yeah. It's all about risk taking the way that she describes it is taking small risk every day because you never know when they're going to pay off. And in her example, she took a small risk by saying hello to somebody on an airplane and constantly kept in communication with that person. And after eight months, she ended up getting a book deal out of it. 
And that book went on to sell millions. And it was something like, um, what I wish I knew when I was 20 was her first book that she sold. And it sold over a million copies, all because she said hello to somebody on an airplane. And I love that idea that we can think about how we can take risks in our daily life too. And, you know, risks, like, again, don't have to be huge, but it can be little steps of faith, right? Just that taking a risk and getting out of the house when it's cold outside. And then you find yourself, you really enjoyed going on a walk when you were kind of Mm -hmm. wishing you didn't have to go do it. And now you were glad that (laughs) you did. So that cold weather is hard to overcome and you get a little uh, hesitant to go out in it. But, um, you know, there are certainly different ways that you can look at that and think, okay, what is the tiny risk that I want to do to improve my life today? Yeah. And the question is, is not so much risk-taking, because I think all of us would be willing to take risk if we knew we couldn't fail. And so that was the second part that I really took away from her, um, was what does failing look like? Because that's usually what prohibits us from taking the risk, right? So in her example, she said that she's also a um, professor at, I want to say Stanford, but don't quote me on that. Um she works with students and she says, okay, so what does it look like when you hit rock bottom? What does it, what does it feel like when you do that? And some students would describe it as shards of glass. Some students would describe it as falling through a black hole. Other students described it as rubber where they'd bounce back and, or trampoline. And I really liked the idea of the trampoline, but I was also dumbfounded at the idea of a black hole because if we're afraid to take risks because we're afraid to fail because failing means that we fall into a black hole that we can never get out of we're never going to take risks and yet these risks are what change the trajectory of our lives so her response was you have to start thinking about the way you experience failing And for me, I really like the idea of the trampoline because when you jump on a trampoline, it's not the first bounce that you get really high, but the more that you keep bouncing, the higher it propels you up into the air, higher than you were before. And so if failing means that we fall into a trampoline, that's going to propel us higher to go further than we were when we first started before we failed. And you know that everyone who is successful has failed before. And, and if you have a favorite person, you can usually go look it up on the internet somewhere and there will be a failure story as right alongside of their success story, right? Sometimes that failure gives them the feedback that they need in order to make the success happen. They get valuable knowledge from failing and then they use it to um, push them forward to, to ex- excel in that adversity in that challenging time. And that's really something right. to take away from it is like they saw an opportunity in adversity and they capitalized on it. And that is the difference between failing, failing and succeeding is they're learning from what went wrong and applying it. Right. So, and a lot of it is how we view failure, right? That's the big idea. And I don't know if you guys have heard the Thomas Edison quote. It's one of my favorite quotes. Um, He said, I haven't failed. I just found 10,000 ways that won't work. 
And obviously he invented the light bulb, but that didn't just come one time. He didn't just think about it. It took him over 10,000 fails or 10,000 ways that wouldn't work before he actually created the light bulb. Just listen to that number, 10,000, right? Interestingly, Autumn, I just got to point out, this is a little side fact for you. Um, the four-leaf clover, which is considered the lucky clover of St. Patrick's Day, right, is actually a, um, one in 10,000 chance or odds that you would find it. And yet that's the same amount of times that you would have to fail, right, before that you get your lucky. I don't know if there's a correlation, but in my head that worked really well. <laughs> it does. It's really cool. So yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're take, looking for opportunity in adversity, if you're looking for the way that will work in the sea of ways that won't work, then you're going to make your own luck. You're going to succeed because you have that mindset to rise above your failures. Right. And what I, I also heard in looking for luck and understanding it, was from an American investor called Howard Marks, and he's a big-time investor and, I guess, has lots of sage advice. I don't tend to listen to investing, and so this was a unique experience for me. But what I loved about his idea was that improbable things happen all the time and probable things fail to happen all the time, which is why you can't tell the quality of a decision from the outcome because sometimes a good decision that didn't work will often look like a bad decision. Hmm. That takes some of the heat off you when you just, because sometimes you really thought it was a good decision and it didn't work out that way right. or the outcome was different than you could have anticipated. Mm-hmm. And that, that was kind of the theme of what I got from him is that if we judge the outcome based on the decision, we're going to fail often. But if we say that was a good decision in the time and it just didn't work out the way I anticipated, who knows when the next time that you make that same choice, it will bring you a better reward. It's something to think about and just something to note that life is not predictable, right? And so we can do our best to make good decisions and with the information that we have, but we don't always have all the information and that's ultimately why it's a risk and why we can't control the outcome of our life, but we can certainly um, push it forward with these little tips and tricks that we're talking about. Right. And for me, I've experienced this in ways I've never even dreamed of just like Tina Sealing, just because she said hello to somebody on on a plane, she ended up getting a book deal. For me, because I said hello to somebody on a plane, I ended up getting married. You know, I met my husband on a plane here and it really is about these little risks that we never dream of taking or we never dream of where they would go. Saying hello to somebody on a plane never equated in my mind that I would marry him, right? Yeah, it seems inconsequential. We do that all the time, but this time it led somewhere. Right, and so... if we tie this back to the beginning of that bag of mojos that we talked about, if we start thinking about all the times that we took risk and they paid off and we put them in our bag of mojo and we carry them with us, how much more likely are we going to be taking risk? I actually have something I want everyone to do listening to take that one step further. And 
in order to take it with you, you have to keep track of it. And I think that's something important that I've learned from physical therapy is when I have people come in who are injured, we always set goals for their physical therapy treatment. We look at what they cannot do now and what they would like to be able to do. And we set a goal for that. And if we did not set a goal for that, when they came in feeling defeated and frustrated and experiencing a setback, I wouldn't be able to sit down with them and say, but look, look how much closer you are to your goal. You're able to do this now that you weren't able to do before. I'm able to point out their triumphs and their victories because I'm keeping track of them. And I'm each time I see them, I'm writing that it's easier for them to sleep or they can get in and out of the car easier or they were able to, you know, run for the first time in months. And so those are things that I write down and then remind them of when they're having a bad day or, or a hard time with something. Mm. And so I want to recommend that to people listening too, is take account of things that are going your way. Those, those lucky moments and remember them when you're having a bad day, when you're having a hard time, you can look at those, that little um, and use it as some encouragement to get through this frustrating time. Right. And I have those moments all the time. This has been a particularly challenging week for me. And I talked to you earlier in the week and I'm like, oh man, everything's just going to fall apart. I was so defeatist when I talked to you. And I had to work on resetting my mind and being like, okay, well, look at all the things that are going well. But what happens is all the things that when one thing starts going bad, we're like, oh, okay, it's just one thing. But then when we start feeling like multiple things are going bad, then we keep looking for the things that are going bad. And that just sets our mindset. And so it has to, we have to stop and be like, okay, well, yes, that thing didn't go so well, but what did go well? We have to track those because it's a lot easier for us to track the things that aren't working than to remember or pay attention to the things that are. Of course. Yeah. Our mind is wired like that it looks for danger and so we need to help it look optimistically at the opportunity that's right in front of you or the thing that happened that was actually a really good thing right changing your mindset will change your day you know you you I actually had one of these the other day but um my daughter just hadn't gone to the bathroom in a couple days and um this was our our little baby and then she went and her diaper like exploded and in front of the girls I was like well good I you know she she went to the bathroom and my husband goes look at mom changing this into a positive experience (laughs) she's I'm sitting there like covered in things I don't want to be covered in so the way to change a crappy day into a more positive mindset (laughs) (laughs) that one is stuck out in my mind obviously but you know it was even that little thing that could have just ruined my day I just put on a new outfit I was frustrated and then I I had to turn the situation around because I'm the only one that can do that right I'm the only one that can turn this frustrating experience into something that is a little less upsetting Mm. and so great reminders we're we're gonna wrap this up here with just three things that you can can work on to make your own luck. And 
we've said each of these th three things, but we want to make it a little more clear and concise. So that when you are going about these next couple of weeks and you're seeing these shamrocks all over, we want you to think of these three things as each of the um, heads of the clover, or the heads of the, how do you say that? Yeah, each leaf of the each clover. Each of the heads of the shamrock? Mm. Sure, okay. Um, so the first one is keep track of your triumphs and celebrate your little victories. So important. The Keep your mojo with you, right? Right. Uh, second one is look for opportunity and adversity. So know what you want so you can recognize it when it is in front of you. And that also kind of plays with optimism, right? Just, just seeing a challenging t thing and thinking optimi optimistically about it. Right. And that really boils down to the last one, which is take risks because you never know when you're going to get lucky from them. And with that, in order to take risks, recognize what it looks like to fail for you. Are you one of those people who fall into a dark hole that you feel like you can never get out of? Someone who's cut up and broken from the shattered glass if you fall? Or do you view failure as a trampoline, which is going to help propel you higher than you were before? So whatever it is, think about what failure looks to you and then start readjusting your mind by taking those risks. Yeah, I like that thought of changing what failure looks like to you so that you can change your risk. And that's not something I ever thought of, like, what does failure look like to me? So I'll have to think about that. But I, I might apply that trampoline one, too, because that that's looking for optimism, right? We, if we see failure as um, like walking on glass, that's hard to recover from. But if we see failure as, you know, a trampoline and just it propelling us higher to success, well, I'm on board then, right? <laughs> right. Yes. Well, so. Thank you so much for joining us this week on Permission to Flourish. Yeah, be sure to follow Dr. Autumn Hansen on Instagram at Permission to Move. Um, that's permission, the number two move, where you can join in on a discussion about today's podcast and be sure to visit at permission to move.com where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes. We are now officially on iTunes as well as um, Stitcher and um, oh my gosh. What's the other one? Oh, Spotify. Yeah. So be sure to subscribe to the show um, where you can subscribe in iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify, um, as well as a few others. That way you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you're on iTunes or any of the other platforms, give us a rating. We are new and we are trying to get our name out there and you could just tell a friend too. And you guys can work on making your own luck together. Yes, and be sure to tune in um, in two weeks for our next episode on spring cleaning. Thanks for listening to Permission to Flourish. We're happy, healthier, holistic days. Take root. Have a great week.